0: Hi guys, welcome to In Our Community Podcast, where we interview ordinary people doing extraordinary things in their communities. I'm your host, Coach Hitty from Resurrection Movement Studio. On episode 20 of this podcast, I sat down with Julia Hoffman, the owner of the Nat Creative Studios on Mill Street in Danville, Pennsylvania. We talked about her love and passion for crafts, how and why she got started in the business, and the challenges that she faced as she took on this new journey. Listeners, it would greatly appreciate it if you can go on to subscribe to our channel and leave us a comment and also give us a five-star rating if you really enjoy the show. Let's get started. Okay, today I'm sitting across from Julia Hoffman, the owner of Nat Creative Studio in Danville on the Mill Street. Hi, Julia. Hi, how are you? Good. Thank you for joining us. Um, so tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and let's start from there.
1: All right. My name is Julia. I own that creative studio um it is an art studio for kids mostly i do have adult stuff as well Um, i have open studio every day where kids can come and use my supplies and make whatever they want i also have workshops and classes um so i offer a variety of stuff
0: that's awesome i've heard great things about your studio um a lot of our dancers actually goes and you know enjoy their time there um so how did you come up with this business concept, and what made you want to do this?
1: Um, I kind of, I think my dream has always been to craft for a living, which sounds ridiculous, and I didn't really no. know if it was a possibility or how I could make it happen. Um, I went to school for art, and I majored in fibers and textile design. Um, and then I went on to fashion design.
0: Oh, wow. And
1: then worked as a graphic fashion designer, and then a graphic designer. Um, on a corporate level, which was great and I learned a lot, but it just wasn't my passion. And um, basically I just, I was working as a contractor and my last contract was ending and I didn't want to go back and find another company to work for. I just wanted to figure out what I could do to follow my dreams of making my own art or my own crafts. And I've always loved working with kids, so it kind of just snowballed as I figured out the best way to do it. Um, I always wanted a retail space, but I knew that just having a store to sell art was not going to ever work out. Especially in Danville, I didn't think that would be a a good way to go. Um, So I figured what better way than to just work with kids and show them different techniques and different crafts they can make on their own and show them what I love to do
0: that's awesome help
1: them love it too
0: yeah that's great and do you still pursue like the art side of it for your personal reasons like create art for yourself
1: I do I'm actually part of an art collective with three of my college friends they're in Philadelphia still Um, but we make two collections a year and we sell so we have a jeweler and a potter and then I do textile art
0: very cool yeah, that's very that's unique really um, so if somebody wanted to purchase your stuff where can they look and find you
1: um it's at www.navonahandmade.com oh
0: ah, very yeah. cool and that's ongoing like uh, throughout the year you can yep look in th- i
1: do we do two collections a year based on we go on vacations together that's and very cool yeah, and then we come up with inspiration based on the vacation and then we work together to make a cohesive collection huh so it's fun and i also have a lot of it at the store too at the studio
0: that's awesome yeah. so it sounds like art has been part of your life for a very Never, long time yeah <laughs> how did this process start like how did you get into art like when did you find out like that was your interest
1: um as far back as i can remember i've been mm. mostly crafting like i said um I used to do, do you know, perler beads? Do you remember perler beads? Yes, the iron, I think The so. beads that you melt, you uh-huh. make, take a, make a picture of them and uh-huh. then iron Yes, them. yes. <laughs> yeah. Now
0: it's coming back to me. Yes, I remember those. Yeah.
1: My parents always laughed because my brother and sister would have um, baseball and soccer games and I would bring a little container of perler beads and sit on the bleachers and... <laughs>
0: That's great. <laughs>
1: Do my perler beads and uh-huh. then make them carry them home to iron them. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's cute. <laughs> so, I mean, I remember making purses with my mom out uh-huh. of felt and you know, I can't remember a time that I wasn't So doing you knew
0: going to college that you were going to be an art major.
1: Yeah, so in high school, I had a teacher that really um, she saw talent in me and kept me after school most days to help help me build my portfolio and really push me Mm. to take it seriously because up until that point it was just something I didn't think was a career for myself. Um, I was actually thinking I was going to be a doctor Mm. which seems crazy now. (laughs) Um, Mm. So she helped me and then I started taking advanced placement classes for art at school and building a portfolio and Mm. applied to art schools
0: very cool and then do you mind asking where uh, where'd you go for college
1: I went to Tyler School of Art which is part of Temple University okay
0: yep, and then cool. I went
1: to Drexel University for fashion ah.
0: after that
1: and got my master's
0: and what did you think of the fashion world
1: it was interesting yeah um, I went specifically for kids apparel okay so I've always done kids geared things uh-huh. um, I think it was a little less serious with kids I mean, the business side of course was still serious, but the designing side was a little more fun. Um, you know, the graphics on kids shirts are more fun, Mm. more colorful. It just kind of went with my personality and my interests a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So I think I didn't really get the serious that like New York women's or men's fashion can get pretty catty and, Mm -hmm. and tough and competitive. Um, which is also why I kind of steered out of it. Even with kids, it still felt a little stuffy for me, and mm-hmm. taken a little too seriously.
0: Gotcha. So it sounds like you experienced like the corporate world, yep. and now you're doing your own thing. Yep. I'm sure it comes with the different levels of stress. Yeah. <laughs> but is this like is this definitely you know for sure this is m- your passion? This is what you love to do?
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, every day I'm happy to go to work, and that's awesome. I work from the time I wake up till I go to bed happily. You know, if I could Uh stay up all night and work, I would, but
0: yeah. And, and, you know, as a fellow business owner, I know this about uh, running a business is, you know, the part that you love is only a partial portion of what you get to do throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Right. How did you train yourself? Or how did you become familiar with the other side? Like the business side of, you know, the, the boring stuff.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I actually like a lot of it. Um, a lot of research, um, luckily, having Navona Handmade, the, the artist collective I'm part of, has forced us, I, had b- I we've been doing that for five years. Mm. So that's forced us to do a lot of the business research. And I mean, we're all artists, so none of us had that business background. Um, so that forced us to really learn a lot about business. Marketing, I had worked in graphic design mm. for Five Below. I was their packaging designer. So oh, wow. I, I had learned a lot of, about marketing from working for them um, so that kind of comes easy um, but I think a lot of it I just learned gradually through Navona so by the time I got to coming up with my own business it wasn't as hard it mm-hmm. wasn't as big of a, a leap I should huh. say well,
0: good for you that's that's definitely <laughs> a huge challenge for me and I still struggle with it someday so what has been the biggest challenge for you as you transition over to owning a studio especially on a mill street um, and how has it been?
1: Uh, I would say the biggest challenge is just being patient while business grows Mm. and, um, you know, not giving up, not that I want to give up, but just forcing myself to keep going and knowing that eventually I'll start booking all my classes and Mm -hmm. workshops. And I would say that's been the hardest part. Mm. And another, probably the other thing is I come up with two projects per week, every Mm. week. So until I've done a full year of projects, I'm still constantly coming up with new ideas. Hmm. After a year, I can hopefully recycle and reuse right. a lot of them, but um, I'm not up to a year till May. So Gotcha. Yeah, it's a lot of brainstorming and researching, and uh-huh. then I have to make the samples myself. So just trying to find the time. To right. get it all done. Not
0: enough time in the day, right? Yep, I had never. a yeah. same conversation with one of my staff yesterday I said I wish I just had like three or four more hours in the day <laughs> to get everything that I want to get done because it's just not enough day, time in the day. And now I know um, you come from an art background. I come from dance and now you look at both as like a creative side of things. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're like me. Um, but when I'm really stressed, and when I'm really busy, what suffer is my creativity. So it's just like you hit, you. it feels like you hit a brick wall and just nothing comes out. You know, like I can't, so all of a sudden I can't dance anymore. And I don't know why that's the case. I'm not sure if you run into the same kind of situation.
1: I think in general, when I'm super stressed, I just shut down mm-hmm. completely mm-hmm. Um, and can't get myself to do almost anything. Mm-hmm. And I'm just unproductive. And then that stresses me out more. Right. You know,
0: do you have like a, a system in place where you can go through to get back into you know. I
1: think right now, just not having time to shut down mm. forces me to keep going. Mm. Um, like I said, once I've hit that year of coming up with ideas, it'll be different. Right. But um, I know I have to come up with an idea. It forces me to do it. And I know if I don't love it next year, I can come up Change with something it. a little bit better
0: that's good yeah. yeah so I
1: don't think I have a process right now it's just, just I don't just have going, a choice going, going. Yeah, I gotta keep going <laughs>
0: I, I remember I can relate back to you in the first year is really really stressful because you you don't know what's coming yep. and you don't have anything to compare it to so you just kind of keep going and yeah it's, it, it gets a little crazy and yeah. hectic so um, my advice to you would be just like take some time and make sure you take care of yourself and your family because it's you know it's really important too
1: yeah what um, do you do when you hit a block
0: you know it's taken me five years to figure this out because I, I've kind of been in the same situation as you. Just go and go and go, and I don't know if you are like this, but sometimes you have to react. You don't want to like. You don't want to. Plan for things to happen, like because you don't you don't know what's gonna come, so it's unexpected. So mm-hmm. when the problem arises, you just kind of react to the situation, and before you know it, you're reacting and reacting and reacting. I've finally been able to switch the gear over to being proactive, and kind of be able to, d- to cater the programs that I want and do the things that I want to do and create time for that. Mm-hmm. But I started going to therapy, which has been a huge thing. And I'm not shy to talk about it. I mentioned it on the podcast before, too. Yep. Uh, I think having a therapist is so important, especially as a business owner, uh, because a lot of times your conversation happens between inside your head. Right. Yeah. Because you don't really have anybody to bounce it <laughs> off of. I don't of. talk to anyone yeah. about business. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Because you don't know who to turn to. Yeah. Um, and then the fellow business owners, like we can probably relate on ish, say similar issues, but it's not the same problem. So yep. to, to have that third person, third party person who has no idea what goes in your life, but is a specialist in listening to people mm-hmm. and talking to people has been tremendous help. So therapy has been one of the things. Uh, and practicing mindfulness has been like something that I'm really, really working on being able to separate emotions, uh, thoughts from emotions. You know, because it's so easy to get like frustrated in the business of like when you you're enjoying yourself, right? Running your business. But then you look at the books and you're like, oh, man, like we're barely making it or like we're really getting close. I don't know if we're going to make it like that's two separate things. And just so that's hard. So like teaching yourself the thought process and being able to separate emotions from the thoughts and go kind of going with, okay, so what do I need to do to solve this issue instead of being caught up in the. I'm worried. I don't know what's gonna happen because it's so easy to be able to do, easy to do that. Yeah. Um. So, that's been kind of something that's one that I'm working on.
1: Cool.
0: Yeah. yeah. So maybe you'll come across those. You know, you'll find your own path in that regards. But yeah. Yeah.
1: Eventually, when I have time <laughs> to <Yeah>. think about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for
0: sure. <laughs> what has been the biggest obstacle that you faced that you didn't know was going to be an obstacle?
1: Uh, hmm. I would really. I think just trying to figure I think the things I thought would be popular like the workshops I thought would be popular mm. a lot of times aren't and the ones I was not expecting are um so again it's kind of like what we talked about not you can't plan too much because right. it never happened all the unexpected happens all the time and so just learning to go with the flow and adjust and um yeah, I don't know if that's necessarily an obstacle, but it's just been a surprise. I would say mm-hmm. yeah. you just
0: never know what's going to be popular and what's not. Yeah. Now I've never heard of a business like yours before. Before you know, until you open, even when you first opened, I was like, "What's that?" Like I was just really curious because I never. Really new, so I talked to a couple of my friends who took their kids there, and they absolutely love it. They say the best part is not having have to clean up <laughs> their, their mess.
1: I bet I can guess the, <laughs> the parents <laughs> and kids that have said that because <laughs> they tell me the same thing. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. I was like, "Wow, that's great!" Because I have a three-year-old son too, so I was, yeah. I was thinking about bringing him over someday soon. Um, So, where did you come up with this business idea? Is this something that you saw somewhere?
1: Um, I, I think originally I was thinking about all these play cafes that are popping up around mm. the country um, and I was kind of brainstorming with my husband because he loves to cook um, whether it was something we could do mm. and then it dawned on me that that's not what I specialize in what I specialize in is art mm. and crafts and is there a way to combine that idea where it's a place where parents can come and relax and their kids can do something, and they don't have to worry about the mess. And so I started um, just brainstorming and Googling, and it turns out I'm not the first one to come up with this idea. Huh. And there are a lot of them around the country and world. Mm. Um, so then the more I researched, the more I found other, other businesses doing the same thing, which made my planning easier because then mm. I could see what they were doing, what was working for other people, and what people liked. Mm. So... That's kind of how it snowballed.
0: Very cool. It's yeah. a really cool concept. Thank I mean you. It's, it's super cool. Is there anything like that in the close proximity? Prox- prox- you know what I'm trying to say? Proximity. It, this, yeah, yeah, that's the <laughs> word. Of this area?
1: There I- the closest ones I know of is I think there's one in Pittsburgh. Oh, wow. Um, there might be one in State College, I'm pretty sure. Um, there is a couple outside of Philadelphia and one in Philly that I know huh. of.
0: So you're like the only one in this area. In this That's area. awesome. Yeah. Yep. And I hope yep. that a lot of people take advantage of it because I think it's it's it seems so cool. Like I, I walked into your shop. I was like, wow, if I was a kid, I would love this place. <laughs> yeah. And there is uh, one place in Virginia that we went when I took um, I took my son Noah with me when my wife had a photography workshop down in Charlottesville, Virginia. And uh, this, it was called Virginia Discovery Museum. Mm-hmm. And it was something similar, but it was totally in the same. But. To be able to provide like little kids something to do, especially in this area, uh, the only place I can think of top of my head is like Bloom Bounce Mm -hmm. to bring like a three year old to something to do and to be able to provide that kind of opportunity for them through your business is so cool because it's as parents, especially in the wintertime with Pennsylvania. Um, you run out of things to do. Yep. You know, you can only play the same game so many times and play the same toy so many times and play hide and seek inside the house so many times, you know. Yeah. And what so.
1: parent wants to set up art at their own kitchen <laughs> <Yeah>. table?
0: <laughs> right, because it's a mess, you yeah, know.
1: I don't want to at my own kitchen table for my son. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Even Play Doh, you know, it's just yeah. like, oh, oh you want to get that worst. thing out? It yeah. all over the carpet. <laughs> yes, yes. So I think you're like hitting that niche. Like, you've. You brought something to the community that's just like, we didn't know that we needed. Yeah. So that's awesome. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. And so as you look at your business now from where you started, where do you hope to go from here? What's your ultimate goal?
1: I would love to get to a point where I have a bigger studio mm. and can offer multiple things at one time ins- mm-hmm. instead of... Having open studio and then nothing else, or one workshop and nothing else going on, because I have one space and I have to shift things in and out of that room to be able to have that happen. If I could have a space eventually that has multiple areas and could have a class going on, or even I have summer camps, Mm. and when I have summer camps, I have to switch open studio times because I can't have both at the same time. Um, So I think that's my big goals to be Mm -hmm. able to get bigger have employees that could teach different things that maybe i am not necessarily knowledgeable of um have them come in and do classes and take over some of it um but mostly just so i can have offer more
0: Mm -hmm. that'd be great yeah you know one of the things that i've kind of talked to some other business owners is like danville has these pockets of small businesses that's really really unique and cool like your studio um and i wish that we could like all exist in one big building that would be be nice so then like after school parents can just bring the bring the kiddos or bring their entire family to there and there's a little cafe that the parents can sit and hang out they can send the kids over to you to do some arts and crafts and come take some dance class and if if the parents want to work out they can like the idea of that seems so cool. And I've talked to a couple parents who are like, that would be really neat because right be now easier. they have to kind of like drive everywhere. Right. And they have to pick and choose what activity to do. And yep. I hate that they have to pick, yep. you know, because I think there's value in all what we're what all of us are offering and kids can definitely benefit from all that. Yeah. And so maybe that's something that we can uh, continue kind of so cool. see if we can make it happen in the future.
1: There's actually a place in Philly. It's not for kids. Uh-huh. I mean, kids can go, but it's not specifically for kids. it, it was an old school, an elementary school called, mm-hmm. do you know of this place? So no. It's called Bach. Um because that was the name of the school, Hmm. it was sold. Someone bought it. And at first it just started as art studios started moving into the classrooms. And so you could rent out the art studios. And now there is a bar on the top. So you Hmm. can overlook the whole city. Hmm. And then on the other side is a restaurant. And now there's a cafe on the first floor. Huh? And they do, um, art and craft shows in the gyms and different events. That's awesome. It's, just growing every time I hear it. Now there are stores in it, retail stores in it that you can huh. go to. So it just—it's just such a cool concept to me. Yeah, yeah, that is
0: really cool. I mean, I think you know, like people as humans in general, we look for experiences, right? So if we can ex- provide as small businesses a lot of experiences in one under one roof, that would be so cool. That would be amazing. Yeah, I I dream about that. You know, every time you know, every time I buy like a big lottery ticket, I'm like, if I win this. <laughs> This is what I want to do. That's <laughs> what you would do with it. And then I'm like, I have a really good intention, God. Let me win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it never happens, oh, but <laughs> well, I'll, hope, I'll, I'll pray for you too because I would like you <laughs> I'd be on be board. Really <laughs> I know. It would be really, really cool. Yeah. Um so this is, it's awesome to have you here on the podcast. I've, I've really enjoyed talking to you. I, I, this is like the second time I'm meeting with you. And, and, you know, the one thing that we have coming up is we're collaborating on the event on the February 15th for our dance families. Yep. It's called the Dance With Me event. We're going to have a dance class. And then you're going to do some arts <laughs> and crafts with the kiddos. Um, do you know what you're doing yet? I do. Ah, tell yeah, us a little bit I about have it.
1: these giant wood hearts. Uh-huh. And I'm going to put, so I figured out how you can make, Uh, like school glue black okay so i'm gonna kind of draw a stained glass drawing on the wood hearts with the word love on it and then we're gonna take watercolors and paint them and decorate them with sequins and then paint some wood beads to embellish them and that's make awesome. a little wall hanging.
0: Oh, that's yeah. so cute! That'll would that would be really, really cute. Yeah. And we're gonna have a photography workshop, and uh, not a workshop, but a, and the exit photography with my wife Corey. Um, she's an aspiring photographer, and so maybe they can even hold the thing as they take the picture together, and that'll be really, that would really be cute. Awesome. Talk to us about like I know you do a lot of research in regards to like these workshops and things that you do with mm-hmm. the kids what usually like inspires you to want to pursue that certain activity or the workshop that you choose to do with the kids or like what usually like pops out at you?
1: Um, I knew it would be a challenge to come up with 104 wow. workshops. Yeah. I mean, probably a little less cause I didn't do two uh-huh. like, over the holidays. Sometimes I couldn't get two in that week, but I knew it would be challenging to come up with a hundred or so workshops a year. So, um, I made myself come up with a theme for each week. Hmm. And so then it narrows it down that I have to come up with a project or two projects based on that theme. Hmm. So that helps me narrow down how I'm researching, what I'm looking for, what I'm looking for on Pinterest. Um, Most of my ideas are coming from someone else's idea that I maybe tweak or Hmm. change, or I see like take parts of it and combine it with a different project. But that's really helped me in Uh, narrowing down where I'm researching and what I'm researching for otherwise Mm -hmm. I think I would just be lost and scrambling (laughs) just trying Uh, to pick something up having that theme really narrows things down I like giving myself limitations because it's the only way
0: right you can can continue to thrive and yeah I get that um You know, one of the things I think, you know, it's appropriate appropriate for us to talk about is, like, kids forget the importance of art, right? Like, they're so ingrained in the device that they held on their hands. And, you know, sometimes I'm like, when I ask kids to draw and how talented they're, I'm like, wow, you're really talented. Did you know that you're such a good artist? Or, like, when they're able to express their feeling and thoughts through dance movements, I think to myself, like, I wonder how good of an artist that kid is because they have the creative side. Yeah. talk to us about a little bit of your love for the art. And if you could instill in each kid that you come across, like the importance of pursuing art and just kind of making that part of their life, what would that be?
1: I think, I mean, like you said, phones and screens have kind of yeah. taken over and I mean, I i am not anti-screen. I see a right. benefit in it. Right. Um, but I think, I think there's this movement coming back that not a ton of people know about called process art. Hmm. And I think that's helping because it's not necessarily saying these are the steps to do it right or this is how you have to do art. It's more about the process of doing it and not the end result. And so I think that's um, very important for me. To, like, even though I have a workshop with a craft that I have the way I did it. When I'm teaching the workshop, I don't give a lot of step-by-steps. I don't really necessarily tell them this is how you have to do it. I give them the supplies and the materials. I show them what I did, and then I let them do it their way. Hmm. And I think that's been really important to me in um, showing kids that everyone can be creative. Everyone has a creative bone in their body, whether they're cooking or dancing or... Writing, whatever it is, everyone has something they can do. Hmm. And I think that's the most important thing to me. I hate when I hear someone say that they are not creative because I don't believe it. Mm -hmm. Um, So, just I think process art is a way to get that across to people that even you don't even have to think the end product's beautiful if you enjoyed making it. Um, So, I try to talk to, especially with the toddlers, the parents about you know it's just about getting them to try these different materials and mess around with it and if they like it that's all that matters
0: mhm i agree i think everybody has that creativity side whether you let that out of you or you kind of explore that is totally up to that person but I 100% agree now I was we're coming up to the end of the podcast I have two more things Uh, one is at the very end I ask every single interviewee a words of encouragement uh, towards whoever's listening so be thinking about that but before we go there maybe this will even tie into it in your own words what is art if somebody asked you came up to you for a little kid that's really curious said how would you define art well
1: that's tough I think because like I was just talking about, I don't, I don't really like giving it a definition. I mm. think it's whatever you want it to be. Mm. Um, I think, th- especially I'm more of a craft person. Mm. I think there's been this battle between artists and crafters that probably if you're not in the world, you wouldn't know, mm. but a lot of artists don't think craft is art. And huh. um, I just, I don't think there's a definition. I think if you're making something, it's art. It doesn't matter what you're making. I think Mm -hmm. if you're dancing, you're making something, and I think that's art. Mm -hmm. Um, So I guess I don't believe there is a definition for art.
0: That's I think it
1: can be really whatever you want.
0: I wasn't expecting that answer, but I like it. I think that's awesome.
1: (laughs) Thank you. It
0: really is. I mean, it's just, you're right. I think... I don't know if you noticed, but just in general, I think as we as humans tend to box each other in, in a box, yeah. like you have to have a title or you have to be such and such. And it's just like, do we though? You That's, know what I mean? I it's mean, I
1: just hate that. I've always yeah. hated that. I've hated it since I was in high school and their are right. flicks and like, I didn't want to be part of one thing yeah. just because I was artsy didn't mean I wanted to be the art kid or hanging out with all the artists. I like... I don't like boxing things in where things have to be defined. Mm-hmm. a certain way and I, I guess agree. it's the same with my perspective on art yes. with instilling in kids I don't yes. think they have to do it a certain way they can do it whatever way makes them happy mm-hmm. and I think that's I think I wish p- more people would think like that because I think we'd all get along a lot better right? if we weren't trying to make everybody the way we want them to be
0: right you know I noticed like you know even a simple math problem right like I think kids are learning like this is the way you have to solve it which I get for like standardized testing purposes, but it takes away that creativity because sometimes mm-hmm. a math problem has many different ways to get to a simple answer. Yeah. And I think that applies to anything and everything in life. You know, there's, uh, you know I'm, I don't know if you've read like business books, but usually business books talks about like similar things. Like you have to have a business plan and you have to do this. And yep. this is step two and step three and step four. And I look back at how I started my business, how I ran it, and it's totally not according to that. And and it doesn't mean that I did it wrong. It's just I chose to do it maybe a little bit more difficult way, but I chose to do it in my own way. The
1: way that worked for you. Yeah, and exactly. And the end results worked out similar. right. It's pretty yeah. similar. It's 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 <laughs> kind of working out for me okay right now. Yeah. What does <laughs> well, it doesn't matter how you got there? Yeah. If the end result.
0: And that's part of like a creative process, right? Like you just kind of problem solve on your own and figuring yep. out what works and what doesn't work. And so I hope that, the you know, if there's any younger kids listening to this podcast, which I think they do on, on a weekly basis, I, we have like a handful of kids that listens to this podcast, that you don't get boxed into certain things just because the society told you so. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is like completely off topic of what we've been talking about. It kind of wraps around the whole theme of, you know, you not wanting to define what art is because art is whatever you create to be it's the same thing life is what you define life to be Mm -hmm. and so i just you know my thought process was triggered by that comment so i i thank you for that you're welcome (laughs) and so as we wrap up this podcast julia um please uh, wrap this up with your words of encouragement towards any listeners it could be anything and everything
1: well i mean like we were just saying to not feel boxed in it's okay to do what works for you even if it's not what you're being told is right or wrong um, And just to keep trying and especially if you want to be creative just because you don't like painting doesn't mean you can't be creative in a different way. Um, just keep going, keep researching, keep looking for ideas and yeah be yourself and do what works works for you. And That's awesome. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you. Now, before I let you go, where can they find out more information about you if they're interested in Nat Creative Studios or even your um, personal art galleries?
1: So I am on Instagram and Facebook at Nat Creative Studio. My website is natcreativestudio.com and my email is natcreativestudio at gmail.com and you can always email me or Facebook message me, call me, text me, whatever. I'm very responsive. (laughs) Um, You can find out all my information on my website But if you have any specifics, just message me.
0: Great. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. And I cannot wait to come visit your place with my son.
1: I can't wait to have you.
0: All right. Thank Thank you. you.